rewashing it. I'm sure they're rewashing it. Now she'll see her car all junked up because it's really the car in the chase, and she'll faint. <sighs> they try to make. I mean, it's just it's such a weird coincidence. But you know what? I'll take it. Watching, it she's gonna see her own car. Right. Go, oh, faint. God, it's 11 cents for gas. I can't believe it. You do that to me all the time. We watch a movie for the 70s. You're like, it's two bits a gallon. <laughs> oh, yeah. The prices of stuff. You get yeah. Crazy. They'll have like, a, there's a thrifty. They'll probably be like, gallon of milk. I watched, um, uh, what was the famous Bruce Willis film in which they were? Die Hard. Yeah, I die watched Die Hard. It was 97 cents a gallon. In 86? I don't know. Yeah. They canned up to the tower. You saw the gas price, and I was like, whoa! Also, cigarette prices, too, are fun to see. Listen, if I had a time machine, I would waste it. I would just fill up. I'd just go back in time, fill up, go forward in time. You come back, everyone has three arms. Carl, you did it again. Stop <laughs> doing that. Stop going back in time to get cheap gas. This was well done too. He gets away from the cop and then it's like, wait a minute. And he thinks he's getting busted. And I don't know. It was well done, but it was already done and gone in 60 seconds. So I don't feel like telling the audience. Luckily, yeah. we're almost done with this film. Now this is all new footage. This is Axton showing oh, up at the car wash going, that's the wrong guy. Unbelievable. What a weird movie. Yeah. Look at his 82 style, hairstyle, 83. There has been movies that revisit their the original footage of their first movie. Back to the Future 2, Michael J. Yes. Fox walks through the, the climactic scene and the climax of the sequel. He walks, they, they insert him in the, the, the climax of the first movie. Is it a ripoff in your opinion? No, absolutely not. It was really clever. It yeah. was it was a clever th and one half it is a ripoff because the sequel just has the same set scenes. Mm -hmm. But now it's in the future. He's being chased, you know. So on one hand, I knew that scene was gonna come, but the fact that they cynically used the original scene itself, yeah, I, I thought that was really commendable. And I thought all that food frame Roger Rabbit shit really showed the director was able to do that in eighty eight. So this is the same as before. Bye, Billy. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I know we shared a movie together, but do I know you? <laughs> so Axton now said, that's not our guy. And it's pretty much the film's going to end. It's it's pretty much. The first movie ends with them getting away with it. Yes. This, this movie, it ends with him getting away with it and Hoyt saying, yeah. they got away with it. Yes. That's the difference. Look, see the, the fire. on fire, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Wait, wait a minute. This is a typo. It's a typo. How can you end the movie? I Written, know the original movie. Again by H.V. Halicki. Again. These guys get a lot of screen time. Yeah. In the end credits. They made it to the end of the movie. And I don't think that this footage was in Gone in 60 Seconds. So we're getting something fresh if it's not new. Well, I remember that his wife uh re-release the movie with uh new credit and credits yep. yep well going in 60 seconds she did yeah yep. so this footage wasn't in it no this footage was not in it it was put 
Back in the day by H.P. Halickian. Pearl, what'd you think of this movie? I think that I learned that I should rent Mondo New York, and I might regret it when I learn. Okay, what I think of this movie is it isn't even clever. It was a ripoff. He didn't need to do this. He should have made another film. He absolutely had it in his ability. We see that from how he shot the beginning. I just think that he was... I think this film is a ripoff is what I think. It is a ripoff. It's it's interesting in theory. Like if I read about it in a book, I go, wow, he took the first movie. Because the second movie, it was about the characters making the first movie. Yes, so The right. first movie was fiction. And in the second movie, we meet these sheriffs and these new characters yeah and then the third movie these new characters are actually part of the first story right. which Never is mind no longer the second fiction. movie yeah this is a different universe in which we're having a new movie playgirl magazine gets thanked i think uh i like the second movie a lot i like the end credits the second movie really yeah. stayed with me the first movie is good this guy obviously he's a weirdo and this is just a weirdo <laughs> thing he did and god bless him for it look at hb halicki international released it hb I don't yeah. know. I like it, but I, I would recommend, you know, and there you go, in memory of Toby. Uh, Toby, you were clearly missed by your loved ones, friends, and family. R.I.P. Toby. He's Lakey. clearly missed. I, I don't know. I thought the guy's kind of cool. Uh, I, I'm the sadly... guy as a person is very cool. He was a badass. He knew what he wanted and made it happen. You know, he, he was everybody's friend in the community. He was the coolest guy. Uh, this particular movie, though, I would recommend this movie if you have seen Gone with Sixty Seconds and The Junk Man, which we did in the last three weeks. Uh, but if this should not be your intro to it, yeah, this shouldn't be the. Well, if this is your intro to Toby, he might get away with it because you didn't yeah, see the other film because you never seen that the car chase scene. Gone uh, in sixty seconds is the good film. It's yeah. really a good film. I like the Junk Man too. You know, I had some stuff. I to hear it. you. I hear you. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that has been our whirlwind tour. The late HB Toby Halicki. Rest in peace. Rest in power. We love you. We love your film. What a crazy ride. Glad that it's on YouTube. What a kismet. Carl, we're getting away from all this shit. Thank you. <laughs> no car crashes in next week's movie. Thank What's you. It? Yeah. So, uh, I wonder if these credits, like, I remember a couple weeks ago, we sat through this credits. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything new to this third movie that will be interesting. Uh, I must be honest with you. I never watched the end credit. I really felt ripped off by this movie when I was researching it. I started to watch it, and I was like, wait a minute, you know? And it really felt like a ripoff. So I did not watch these. I had to watch the end. Right. But, but, you know, we discovered this movie through YouTube, literally. We watched the first movie and then popped the sequel to Junkman. And we said, oh, yeah. well, that's what we'll watch next week. It's more and of at the, the same, end, yeah. Yeah, this one popped up. So we were kind of hoping for, like, a different film like Junkman was. Yeah. Even though it was connected to the first film in its own weird way. Had I known better, I would have skipped this one. No, I would have made, I would have said we have to watch it. It's a rip-off <laughs> bad movie. That sounds like it's a you. bad movie rip-off. All the munchies, thank you for nothing. And now we've seen all the Gone with 60 Seconds, thank you for nothing. Although we should see the sequel. I don't know if I want to see the sequel if he passed away. No, I do. I want to see it. So you, it will color your watching of it knowing that the guy we're watching is not long for this earth, maybe months away, maybe right. weeks away. 
I still watched the Game of Death, the Bruce Lee movie where he passed away in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do it if you want, but the thing is, it's so short. We really should give the audience a little more. Uh, if we do a live show, on one of those hour blocks. Oh, we should... that like we did, and that's why you brought up the comedy festival, okay. right? Because we had to do our show in one hour to 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 comply with the, the festival. So I guess we... credits are going to end now. Copyright yeah, we're at. I see a website page. Okay, well, next week's movie stars Jodie Foster and John Lithgow. It is called Memor- Mesmerized. And Thank it's from you, the- Michael. Yeah, so we're getting away from car crash culture. We're going to watch gonna- a Hollywood movie? We're going to watch a Hollywood train wreck called Mem- Mesmerized. M-E-S-M-E-R. M-E-S-M-E-R. You tell me. That's it. M-E-S-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D. M E S okay M-E-S-S- I see umbrella entertainment S okay here's it I see Mexican radio wall of voodoo okay here we go ah interesting umbrella entertainment I got it okay hang on a sec let me go ahead and cue what does he say radio Mexican that was a good song yeah eating barbecued iguana any here and Tijuana. You know, I actually have a Tumblr site called like World Party or something. Oh, oh 80s tourists. It was all the white bands that had songs about other countries like uh-huh. Africa and Mexican radio and China, China. Interesting. And it was just like, it was Pop Goes the World. I used that as a theme song for Men Without Hats. But all these bands that like, oh, another country's a metaphor, you know. All right. Anyway, so that's all my right. Tumblr site. Okay, so we have Umbrella Entertainment, the channel. We are, uh, have paused the movie. We hit the link. We hit pause. We moved the timer to zero, zero, zero. Carl, are you ready? Let's I do am. the countdown. Here's the mic countdown, uh, the non-comedian countdown. Uh, <laughs> non-celebrity, non-comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. You have great writing credits. Umbrella. I just filmed 30 minutes, and a lot of those jokes were yours, Mike. Including the old refrigerator. Don't you? And when I, when I read comics, I don't read the thought bubbles. That was you too. That's my joke. Why are you telling my jokes? Because I love you. Yeah, I love you too, but I'm trying to watch the trailer. To- <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. Whatever. Uh, ow. Ow. Oh, it's a period piece. There's no cars in this. It's based on a true story in which a woman poisoned her husband and was acquitted. That's the dad. Yikes. Ooh, baby Calvin. Unleashing dark, mysterious powers. A secret that would change her life. What he's acting, he's acting. He's Chan fucking Lithgow. He looks older in this movie than he does now. That's true. That's interesting. Ooh. That's a trick. A dream sequence. That's a trick. Mesmerized. Mesmerized. Oh, wow. Hey, Carl, this is our first Jodie Foster movie. Yeah. Uh, is it? No, we is saw... It? Um, 
the one where they're all kids and it's the mobster movie. Oh, you're absolutely right. What an idiot. Bugs, Bugs, Bugsy. Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Yeah. Bugsy Malone. Of course. We, this is our second Jodie Foster movie. Yes. Uh, and she has an amazing career. Uh, yeah. But you know what? Highs and lows for, for those amazing careers. And sure. this one happened to be in the valley, not no. up on a mountain. But you know what? That's why we're watching it. So uh, check us out next week. 1985's Mesmerize will be our movie. We can't wait. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you keep Mutiny Radio on. We hope you keep subscribing to our podcast. It's the end of the show. Why do I need to plug that? But definitely, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, check it out. We post these shows every week. Carl, as a guest, actually spends the time and produces uh, a sick version of our podcast and the movie. So, Carl... Anything you'd like to promote? Anything we need to say? Go to carlsucks.com. You'll find it all. Sounds great. All right. Until next week, we'll see you then. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny! You nag! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say you nag. You nag? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Hey! Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Perfect person to host this show. Everybody, put your hands together for Justin Lockwood! Keep it going for Pam! Thank you all so much for coming out. It's the last show of the night. Make some noise! We're smoking weed indoors. Yeah! A little bit of a surprise just to start the evening off. Uh, This is actually an intervention. You all need help. (laughs) It's the only way we could do it. This is amazing. Thank you all for coming out to Weed is Legal here at the Mutiny Comedy Festival in San Francisco. We're smoking weed inside. It's a shitty thing that this is a radio show. We need some... (laughs) doesn't translate over the airwaves. Everybody who's listening, you have no idea what this room of misfits looks like. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, I was raised on a, uh, on a working pot farm in the uh, 80s up in Mendocino by hippie parents. My parents are, <laughs> yes, give it up for my mom and dad, sure. Uh, my mom and dad are real hippies, like authentic 70s hippies. If you want to know what my dad looks like today, just think to yourself, hey, what would it look like if the guy from the Zigzag Papers and Gandalf had a love child? That's what my dad looks like. Still here. 
Uh, let's see. I feel like we're two months into this year. We're two months into weed being legal. And I feel like we're already running out of things to infuse it with. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we've gone through the, the food, the drinks, the candy, the lotion. I feel like we're running out of shit. My girlfriend and I recently tried weed lube. Anybody else, adventurous lovers? No, just me? That's fine, guys. I'll do this by myself. We tried some. That shit is strong. We tried just a little bit. Didn't even end up having sex. Uh, her vagina would not stop talking about this dream it had. Um, super annoying. Got the munchies. I just fed it potato chips all night. It sucked. It's awful. Um, yeah. Costco just announced they're going to start selling weed. No, that's true. They are. And it, it really... It really begs the question, you guys. Um, how much weed do you really need at one time? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to get all judgy on anybody here, but like, if you're buying weed and somebody offers to, I don't know, like help you to your car, maybe that's too much weed. <laughs> Here's what I really want to know. What I really want to know is, um, what is that sample table going to look like? <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Hi, hi, how are you today? Hi. Would you like to try some Kirkland Kush? You want to hit this? It's good stuff. Can you imagine being stoned in Costco? I would lose my fucking mind. I feel like it would be cool at the time, but I feel like I would get home later, sober up, look around at everything I had bought, like, oh, fuck. Okay, 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 the, uh, the 40 pounds of pretzels makes perfect sense, but why do I have a wetsuit and six gallons of mayonnaise? What was my plan here? My mom and dad are very upset about weed being legal, but like uh, as Pam said, that's because they've been selling weed for 40 years, and they just don't like competition, you guys. They just don't. Uh, my mom and dad have sold weed my entire life uh, since I was a baby. Uh, I know that for a fact because my birth certificate lists my weight in grams. Um, it's true. It's a, it's a beautiful document, you guys. It really is. It's just, uh, it's just my name, uh, my two little footprints, and my street value. Uh, I was a big baby. I was born at home. It was the only scale they had. It's a true story. Uh, my mom and dad sent my brothers and I to Waldorf School. Uh, if you're not familiar with Waldorf School, that's okay. Uh, it's an alternative school. Uh, it's a hippie school. It's also not really a school. Um, I mean, fine, like, sure, like, technically it's a school, but it's like the kind of school where you can answer a math question with interpretive dance. It's one of those schools, like, I can barely spell or do even basic arithmetic, but oh my god, can I play the recorder. I mean, I fucking own hot cross buns, okay? I fucking own it. I don't really know how money works, but I can make a dream catcher out of pipe cleaners and dental floss, so I'm killing it. I feel like I lost some of you on that one. <laughs> anybody, else, uh, anybody else have kids? Yeah? Yeah, just one other sad person? All right, good. Everybody else made better life choices. That's cool. That's great. I, uh, I know some parents that can smoke around their kids. I cannot. I have a seven-year-old boy. 
Uh, and if I smoke around my son, he just fucks with me nonstop. I'll get like really, really high, and then he'll look at me and say like, Dog, do trees have dreams? I don't know, Shiloh, fuck! <laughs> oh my God, I didn't sleep for like three days on that one. It's too stressful. Hanging out with a seven-year-old boy is like hanging out with a just really loud, emotionally unstable hobo. It's, he's just little and sticky and he stinks. I spend most of my time just chasing him around while he screams like, I want a drink, I want to ride the train. I'm sad and I don't know why. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I live in Berkeley now with my son. Anybody else? Berkeley? Thank fucking God, that place has gotten super uptight, guys. Really, really uptight. Every joke that has ever been made about Berkeley is actually the God's honest truth. Berkeley is just a coven of angry lesbians that are all raising their adopted pets to be transgendered vegans. Like, I love it, but it's true. My son's name is uh, Shiloh, which is a very straightforward name for us Jews. Uh, some of the names of the other kids in my son's class, though, have gotten entirely out of hand. Like a Berkeley school is the only place you'll hear an announcement that goes, <laughs> pardon the interruption, namaste, please report to the principal's office, namaste, <laughs> resist, your mother's here to get you, resist, your mom's here. Okay, so those two are made up, but this is true. This year, <laughs> my son's desk buddy, like the little kid that sits next to him all year, his name is Kale. K-A-L-E. And don't get, no, Kale is a very, very sweet young man. Very nice little boy. I like him a lot, but I feel super bad for Kale uh, because Kale is going to grow up to be a man one day, and uh, nobody wants to fuck Kale. Just nobody. Nobody wants to yell the words, yeah, give it to me, Kale. You're an animal, Kale. Don't stop, Kale. Hippie parents have got to stop naming their children unfuckable names. It needs to stop. No more feather, no more river. I'm pretty sure Kale's little sister is named Arugula. We need to end this shit. It's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's tough everywhere, but you know. Jesus, I am getting high just standing up here. I don't know if I'm gonna get through this set without needing a taco or something. It's, uh, it's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. Most of my friends work at like big companies in the city. I don't work at one of those companies. Sometimes we go out, I feel left out of the conversation. I've come up with a solution though. Uh, I just never ever refer to my son as my son. Uh, I only refer to him as my startup. Um, not going great, guys. It's really not. It's been seven years, still hasn't turned to profit. Um, you know, ever since I started him with my now ex-co-founder, I, uh, I kind of feel like I'm just dumping money into this thing, and so far the only thing it's developed is like a real attitude problem. This is not the joke for this crowd. I have misjudged this moment. Stuff I have nothing to fall back on as a parent either. I have, I'm a very different parent than my parents. When your parents, when you grow up like I did and your parents sell weed, like it makes it very difficult 
for them to punish you in any kind of way, like whatsoever. It's just, you know, Justin, you better get those grades up or you're grounded. Okay, Dad, I'll work on Wait a second. Are you still breaking federal law, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm good. All right, let's see. What do I want to close on here? I feel like uh, I feel like we've gone to know each other a little bit. Let's get personal. Let's get down to it, guys. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let's do it. Has anybody here ever discovered that they have a sexual fetish by accident? Don't make it complicated, guys. It could be anything at all. Okay, keep it simple. You could be—I um, don't know—you could be could be eating ice cream. Some falls in your lap, and you get a boner. Okay, it could be that easy. I know you might be thinking right now, Justin, that's a weird example, but there's at least two guys here right now who are like, I'm going to try that later. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I discovered one recently. Uh, I was having sex with a girlfriend, like we do. She was on top, but facing away from me, uh, a position that other people might recognize as the one where I pretend you're somebody else. <laughs> She's on top, facing away from me. All of a sudden, she sees her dog in the living room doing something she doesn't like, and she starts yelling, No! Bad boy! Bad, bad, bad boy! And then I come instantly. <laughs> Woo! Really caught me off guard, guys. Really took me by surprise. Even talking about it with you right now, I'm a little excited. It, uh... And the thing is, like, I don't want to talk with her about it. Like, I'm too embarrassed. Like, I don't want to own that one. I don't want to own up to that. Uh, I am teaching the dog to piss on the rug, but I don't want to talk with her about it. Um, which is weird, too, because, like, between the two of us, she is clearly the kinky one. Like, clearly. Like, really kinky. Like, the kind of, like, the kind of kinky where it's almost stressful. Has that ever happened to anybody else? Have you ever been in a relationship or somebody where, like, if you were in bed together and you couldn't see their hands, you didn't feel safe? Anybody else? Anybody else had a partner where you had to put bubble wrap down on the floor so they couldn't sneak up on you? It's like that. <laughs> All right, guys, we have an amazing lineup of comics tonight. Oh, thank you so much, because I wasn't going to remember anybody's name. I am... <laughs> I mean, that's par for this show, right? I mean, if I don't have a piece of paper at this point, Jesus Christ, I am baked. I have this weird fear that somehow my seven-year-old son is at home listening to this. <laughs> Go to sleep, Shiloh. Um, I don't know if anybody else has ever uh, had their child uh, find their weed brownie in the refrigerator either, but that's a hard one to talk a seven-year-old out of. <laughs> no, Shiloh, you can't have that brownie. It has medicine in it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me I can get my medicine via brownie? I've been getting shots like an asshole over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're curing everything with brownies, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I love it when he swears. I really do. It's so <laughs> The other day, he looked at me, and he said, you know, Dad, nobody speak, nobody get choked. And I was like, I'm a great dad. <laughs> I, I am killing this parent thing. I wish that wasn't true. All right. Our first comic coming here to the stage. I don't know anything about any of the comics on the show tonight, and that makes it fun for me. Give a big, warm welcome to Brian Bixby. Thank you. Thank you. Good up for your host. All right. It's my first time, first time smoking weed on stage. This feels good. Feels nice. I don't remember any of my jokes, so that'll go well, right? They say, uh, people say weed, smoking weed kills your ambition. 
But, you know, I've gone periods without smoking weed, and um, I'm just fucking lazy. Like, that's... I just found a companion. Ever spend a whole week on the couch just because you bought too much weed? Like, you just lay there for a week like you have mono, but you totally don't? Like... So you just lay there, and by Saturday, you're just surrounded in empty wrappers and bottles of urine. Like, yeah. Couch cushions just smell like beer farts and bong water. You ever? It's great. I think, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that weed is legal now, because the worst part about weed it was always waiting for the weed guy. Like, the guy who would take one full business day to return your calls, like... That, like, I have less patience for a weed guy than I do for an ambulance. Like, if I'm bleeding out. I don't know. Weed is, uh, weed is, weed is good. Uh, getting high is, I, I think it's better than drinking. Like, it's better, it's better for you. It's, uh, it's safer. You don't do stupid shit. Like, they don't have a weed that's like, oh, man, this shit right here, this shit will make you steal a lawnmower. Like, <laughs> ride it around it's good uh we uh like stoners we we never get naked and run around at a party like uh but i have been known to strip down for some sloppy joes like (laughs) occasionally we don't really like uh like both stoners and drunks bump into shit but when drunk people bump into shit, they just plow through and they keep going, right? I'm going like. But when a stone person bumps into shit, they just stand there looking all confused, like, what was like? I went, I was at this weed fest thing on 420, and like, I watched this guy bump into a tent pole, and then he stood there for a second and thought about it, and then turned around and went the other way. <laughs> I can't go this way. <laughs> the path is blocked. That's good. We don't, uh, drunks, drunks have blackouts, but uh, stoners have, wait, what am I talking about? <laughs> so that's fun. I also, uh, I like psychedelic drugs of all kinds. I like magic mushrooms. Yeah. They're always so, like, enlightening every time you take mushrooms. Like, the last time I took them, I spent four hours just staring at a wall. That was it. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms, and I'm just a boring person. Like, that was what I learned. I, uh, I, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, we had a saying in Wisconsin. It goes, fuck, I live in Wisconsin. Ugh. This place sucks. How can we raise our child here, cousin? Like that. A lot of pedophiles in a small town. A lot of pedophiles. All kinds. Uh, I remember I even knew about a pedophile in a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair. How did he do it? Dress up as a race car bed? You tell me. (laughs) How? I've lived in, uh, I moved to, (laughs) we're still going over here. It's just kicked in. 
The laughs. All right. I just uh, I just moved to I moved to Portland two years ago. I've been living there, and uh, th that's the first place that I learned about the world naked bike ride. Yeah, I will never do that. Forget it. I'm not trying to find out if my ass can deep throat a bike seat. Like, I'm not interested. I hate people in shape. I hate them. They suck. Like, I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered, you know? Like, because fuck them. I'm really out of shape. Uh, like, here's how out of shape I am. Uh, the other night, I was fucking, okay? Um, you got to believe the premise. Come with me on this, please. <laughs> I was fucking, and at a certain point, I had to fake an orgasm because I was just winded. <laughs> like, I was, I was tired. Like, I was just breathing heavy, like, <laughs> and then I just made a face, like, and I got to stop. Like, I wish I knew that in gym class, like, oh, if I just pretend to come, I can stop running laps. Like, it's a good idea. I have cotton mouth. I can't even, I can barely move my tongue. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. I, uh, well, I just, I know too much about myself, right? Like, I know that I'm a bad fuck. Like, I know that. I'm awful. I hump like I'm trying to move a washing machine by myself. Like, just... <laughs> you ever move appliances, just hump it across the floor? Like, ah! Yeah, baby, I call this two men in a truck. That's what I call it. But you know, women can have multiple orgasms. I know because I read. Uh, <laughs> that's where I learned that. Here's what I am good at though. Here's what I am good at. I'm very good at eating pussy. Very good. I work hard, I'm dedicated, okay? If eating pussy was farming, I'm up at 4 a.m. hoeing the fields, like I'm out there. I eat pussy like I'm hunting for truffles. <laughs> like. I'm good at it. I even take off my glasses. I do. It's special. But then she says something like, oh, put on your glasses. You're eating out the couch cushions. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I was wondering why I found 98 cents in here, pussy. This one girl asked me right in the middle of it, she asked me, she said, uh, what does it taste like? That's a bad question. Not good. Because I didn't cleanse my palate, so I don't know how accurate it'll be. I try being nice. I'm like, wow, who made this pussy? Gordon Ramsay? This is incredible. <laughs> oh, you want the truth? What does it taste like? Um, it tastes like you peed recently. That's what it tastes like. Just a little. But I'm down here because I love you. And because my penis is not that long, so. But let me tell you, uh, it is not that big around either, so <laughs> don't get excited. I never call it a cock. Can't do that. Sounds too big. 
right? Cocks are huge. They have big veins. Like, that's the thing about a cock. It looks like an angry dad. Like, it's, like it's mad you broke a window. Like, I don't have that. I prefer wee-wee. That's what I have. That's what I feel. I am circumcised. That's, uh, that's a good thing. Because uh, fuck a foreskin, right? I don't need that. It's the last thing my dick needs, a slimming hat. I don't need it. Here's why I think it's small. Here's what I think happened. I think it's small because I sleep on it. That's what happened. Right? Like, I think it's supposed to grow at night, but I'm just smashing it down every night. I wake up and it looks like grass where a car has been parked for a year. Like, it's, it's ugly. should say something good about myself. Uh, never underestimate the intimacy of eating ass. It's very bonding, okay? The minute your tongue touches somebody's asshole, they instantly know everything about you. That's how it works. It's like a psychic holding a dead kid's baseball. Like, so wow, Billy says hi. <laughs> All right, that's all I've got. Thanks a lot. Keep it going for Brian Bixby. You guys having a good time? Welcome, sir. Welcome, Auntie Santa. Every child's worst nightmare just walked in the door. Jesus Christ. Be good or this guy's coming to the house. I have a new kind of parenting technique. That's great. Uh, let's see, we're playing a game now called Justin Looked at the Next Comic's Name literally 20 seconds ago. Can he remember it? Nope, it's Ben something. All right, let's see. It's Ben Harkins! Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? All right, that's pretty good. Uh, so I was going to, uh, I went to a movie a little while ago, and uh, I was too late for the movie. I had to wait like an hour for the uh, thing to come back around. And uh, so I went to the uh, the Dollar Tree. You guys ever fuck with the Dollar Tree? I think everybody should go like to the Dollar Tree like before a movie, because uh, if you spend like $12 on snacks at a movie theater, that's like popcorn and a drink. Uh, if you spend $12 on snacks at a Dollar Tree, like, you got to be out of your fucking mind. Like, that is so much candy. You're going to need a bag, backpack. You should put it in the bottom of your backpack, then put a book over it or put a hoodie over it or something. Like, those, because uh, those kids at the movie theater, it is their job to look into your bag sometimes, but they're not paid enough to actually, like, keep you safe. So you just, they, you know, they look and they're like, okay, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Take your Skittles. We know you have them. I love the Dollar Tree, man. Like that place, there's just something about just being surrounded by cheap shit and just knowing that nobody in this place is buying anything more expensive than me. Like all of the shame and the decorum just falls right off of you. It's an oasis from the rat race, man. Like, like 
you just saunter around with your mouth open. Don't give a shit. You're not impressing anyone. I'm just leaning into shit really close. Like, wow, they have like three different kinds of scissors here at the Dollar Tree. I wonder which one is actually worth a dollar. Like that, like you can walk into a Dollar Tree and get a uh, black mask, black gloves, a kitchen knife, a box of matches and a Bible for the price of a cheeseburger. Like, you can do some fucking damage in this country. You can work half a shift at Taco Bell, take your earnings and get famous, and that option is just always available to everyone all the time. It was, uh, it was a Dollar Tree by the mall, though. You guys, uh, you know how, like, if you go to the mall, there's, like, teenagers... And, you know, they're unsupervised. They're dating now. They don't really, they make out, but they don't really know how to do it yet. Like, it's just what they lack in experience. They make up for with, like, a lot of jaw, a lot of neck. It's really, uh, it's gross. There's no shame in them. I was in the Dollar Tree, and there's this, like, 14-year-old couple, and they were uh, going at it, like, way too hard. And here's the thing, like, I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. She was, like, giving him one of these, like, on the outside of his pants, and, like, uh, I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. Like, but also, like, I'm, like, a 30-year-old man. Like, I'm not even supposed to be looking at this shit right now. Here's what you do. You, you run away. That's what I did. You act like you had something to d in the aisle. I grabbed 9-volt batteries. They have two packs of 9-volt batteries for a dollar. How's that even possible? I need a, uh, I need the smoke detectors to work in my apartment anyway. Uh, my girlfriend, she's a witch, and, uh, she's always doing witch shit when I'm asleep. Like, she woke me up at, like, 3 in the morning, and she was like, hey, I'm, I'm doing a seance, I'm contacting Cleopatra. I was like, did you blow out the black candles before you came in here to tell me this? Like, cause, like, I can, like, I, I said this already, like, I'm a 30-year-old man, like, I'm not afraid of spirits, but I can't have, like, unattended sage... So, uh, you know what always gets my dick hard is, uh, the music of Stephen Foster. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't know, Stephen Foster is an old-timey, like, 1800s composer from Pittsburgh. He, uh, wrote, uh, Swanee River. He wrote Camptown Races. You know, like, Camptown Races. Sing this song, Duda, Duda. Like, that used to be like the best song in the world like that was that was the best that we could do like that because nobody had ever heard music like that before they're just like holy shit dude uh dude uh like he's a man possessed that song was famous on both coasts of the united states before there was like radio People used to fuck to that song, man. Like, they... <laughs> people used to be, be... When that fucking Duda, like, first drops, like, that's when people in America first discovered that you can just choke each other when you fuck. Like, that is... <laughs> that's how it goes. Duda, yeah, all right. It's cheap. One more, yeah. 
You guys, uh, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Little Caesars Pizza. You guys ever fuck with Little Caesars Pizza here? I'd like, uh, okay, it's fine if you don't. I, I, I don't know why I even ask people. I'm going to tell the fucking joke anyway. Like, I'm, I, I'm here. I, I love Little Caesars Pizza because, like, they don't try to compete, man. Like, they, every other corporate pizza place is trying real hard to convince you that their shit is gold. Like, they, I think, like, there's this slogan, like, better ingredients, better pizza. And Little Caesars is just, like, every building that's a Little Caesars, that place used to be a dry cleaner. Little Caesar's just like better ingredients for It's just fucking pizza. <laughs> How much are we gonna pay for that guy's pizza? No, don't do that. No. Who's got money for that? Who has money for the Domino's Pizza pizza and you bite into it and look, there's another little pizza inside of it. Wow. Instead of crust, it's pigs in a blanket. So creative. Little Caesars isn't trying any of that. Little Caesars is just like, no, like I'm not gonna bring it to you. <laughs> no, you come to me at Little Caesars, you pick up your pizza here, but also you can't eat it here. I don't care <laughs> where you eat it. You can eat it in your car. Little Caesars doesn't have any tables. It's a restaurant with no tables. They they didn't take like they didn't give up on selling pizza. They just took the concept of giving up and just turned it into a business model and just started making cuts. They're like, why do we why do we still need these tables? Get them out of here. You want a table so bad we gave you a box, didn't we? No, we can keep a chair. One chair, so you can wait for your pizza. But you better not eat in that chair. That's for who's next. I went into a, a Little Caesars pizza a while ago, and the uh, girl behind the counter, she had like numerous, numerous bracelets on both of her wrists and uh, very heavily caked on makeup. And from that, I would guess she's probably like 17 years old. But uh, then when I looked into her eyes, that's when I could tell she's probably actually been uh, dead for centuries. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I get like a large cheese pizza, please? And she was very professional and very polite with this. She was just like, we actually only have one size of pizza here at Little Caesars. Uh, it was very professional, very polite. I liked how she worked the restaurant's name into that, too. But, uh, like, I think what you meant to say was uh, just, do you know where the fuck you are right now? Like, do you, you want different sizes of pizza? We have one pizza pan in the back. We make the breadsticks in that thing, too, man. Like, we keep the pan next to the cup. The cup says sauce. And guess what? That's how much fucking sauce goes on the pizza. No more, no less. They have to live by that at Little Caesars, man. Like, they're making, they're selling those pizzas for $5. Like, they, 
I think that if 100 Little Caesars employees just in the same afternoon were like, hey, my friend's coming in. I'm going to put a little extra cheese on this pizza. Just the whole house of cards comes tumbling down, and nobody works at Little Caesars anymore. I like uh, Little Caesars pizza uh, because they're like, uh, hey, if you want a pizza for five bucks, which is a bargain, uh, guess what? It's done. Uh, <laughs> it's been done for like two fucking hours, so <laughs> do you want it or not? Just like the the only honest sales pitch. All right, guys, you've been cool. Thank you. Keep it going. Oh, my God. I feel like talking about pizza for that long in this room is just mean. <laughs> Fuck. Are you smoking a joint now? Good. All right, good. I was a little bit worried. You look like you walked out of an Archie's comic. I was a little... <laughs> I looked around this room and was like, everybody else looks like they belong here. What's up with you, rugby? <laughs> it's Archie 10 years later. He let himself go a little bit. He's here tonight. No, sorry, I'm just being an asshole. Thank you for coming. All right. I know there's a lot of smoke in here right now, Pam. No, I, seriously, if I, I feel like if I yawned right now, I would die. It was... All right, our next comedian coming to the stage. She's wonderful. You're going to love her. Give it up for Molly Sharo. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, man. This is like the awkward coughing and laughing show, which I'm totally digging. I'm just, oh, this is a great joke. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, I got dumped recently. Woo. Um, but the same guy two times in a row. <laughs> Go me. Um, uh, there was no lady's choice in the matter. I like that he got to do it twice. So I was the bitch of it. Um, <laughs> uh, he broke up with me during sex. That happened to anybody else in here? Just me? Cool. Um, not upset about it. That's fine. Uh, I just like at some point he was like, look, looked up to me. He's like, you know, I'll be better at not ever fucking doing this again. That would be so awesome. Uh, I feel like every little girl has like a dream where they're like, maybe one day when shit hits the fan, I can do porn. Now I'm like, I don't even know if I can do porn. <laughs> I just, that's kind of, this is my bread and butter. And I'm just like, I don't even think I'm that good at it now. I don't even know. <laughs> like I've been dumped for like, when I was 22, I got dumped for a 39 year old. And I feel like when I'm 39, I'm going to get dumped for a 22 year old. Like it's just going to go full circle for me. <laughs> That shit comes back at you. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, my uh, my dad had heart surgery recently. Um, he he's fine. He's good. Um, I always worry about his heart because his dad died from a young age of a heart attack. Uh, his dad died in the bed he was born in. Yeah, we're like the ultimate hoarders in my family. We do not throw shit away. Some fucking placenta on that. <laughs> Put the baby down on it. It's cool. Um, <laughs> That's how you wipe off placenta, by the way. <laughs> Just left-handed. <laughs> Just fuck it, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, my mom, though, she's kind of being a bitch about it. She's like, your dad has a heart problem because he drinks all the time. I'm like, bitch, you have a wine cooler in the kitchen, okay? <laughs> At least dad's beer cooler's in the basement. He has to walk for that shit. <laughs> Might be what kills him, but he's walking for it. 
It's <laughs> a good stance on it. Uh, my dad's a big guy. He's six six. Uh, mustache drives a truck. Uh, big rig. Um, little known fact: he likes cats. He likes to collect cats. Uh, like everybody in the garage brought cats in to kill all the rats, and he's just fucking feeding all the cats. Just like it's cool. I have friends. Like no man. Like he took down all his nudie posters and just put up cat posters in the garage. Like hang in there, best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I had to see titties. They didn't get to see cats. <laughs> They're cats. Um, I, uh, I live in L.A. right now. Um, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> it's different. Uh, it's lonely. I'm very lonely in L.A. Like I thought about hanging out at a dog park recently. I don't have a dog, so I just want to make friends with somebody and then show up my roommate's cat on a leash. Like, we're friends now. <laughs> uh, that's how you make friends in your 30s. That's all I've figured <laughs> out from now. Uh, I watch a lot of dog videos when I'm sad. Does anybody else do that? All of us. <laughs> I like reading comments on dog videos. People are like, that dog just looks like mine. They put a picture up. It's like, yeah, they're both fucking labs. Like, it's same breed. It's not that crazy. <laughs> it's a little weird. Um, <laughs> I've been kind of lonely late recently. I had a dog walk by me, and I just like stuck out my leg just to feel the fur and connection to another being. Yeah, that's the kind of lonely I am right now. And I was just like feeling it, and I was just like, guys do that to women in bars. Like I just <laughs> a fucking creep. I'm a dog creep. That's even worse. They do that. Like, excuse me. So like, you just touched my breast. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just me. All right. Um. <laughs> Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, I'm pretty awkward. I feel like my life, like my, my role in life, is just awkward girl in the background of a porno. Just like I show up, like you guys still fucking in here. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fax some shits. Surreal office, for God's sake. Dating's rough. I got dating advice from my male friend. Not a good idea. Guys are not good at that. He's like, if a guy likes you, he's just going to ignore you. I was like, cool. What if he doesn't like me? He's like, he's also going to ignore you. I'm just like, cool. Everyone wants to fuck me. That's where I'm at right now in my mind. I like dating, though, that awkward, like, sitting across from somebody trying to figure them out. My favorite question, though, is... Um, are you a boob guy or a butt guy? That's my go-to when I'm on a first date. And then sometimes you meet a guy who's like, I like all parts of a woman. I'm like, ah, you're just a fucking foot guy. <laughs> <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> just smelling feet left and right. <laughs> um, I, uh... My sister had a baby recently, um, so I'm an aunt. Uh, this is a lot of hard work. I just I showed up and he was there, so it was cool. Um, but my parents came in to see us, and it's like she had the baby, and she lives out here in uh, uh, California. And my parents were just like so overwhelmed with the baby, but they didn't know how to talk to me anymore. And they're just like, I wasn't such a good mom. And they just looked at me and like, you're so good at parking. <laughs> like, you're nailing that parking. Like, I'm just like, I have a backup cam. It's no big one. <laughs> Nailing life. Um, <laughs> I quit school to come out to LA. That was uh, 2009. Molly's like, fuck you, community college. And 2017, Molly's like, fuck you, community college. <laughs> Next year, Molly's like, well, maybe we'll try it again. <laughs> Two time community school dropout. My sister's a genius. Um, 
She's uh, trying to cure cancer, make cheese. I don't fucking know what pathology means. Um, <laughs> she's just always trying to explain shit to me. Um, <laughs> that joke just like, my sister's a bitch. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I have two roommates. Uh, one's a comic. Um, he likes to do this thing every morning where he's like, what well, open mic are you going to? I'm like, I don't know what open mic you're going to. And it's just like, we have like a secret shittier mic we don't want to tell the other one about. <laughs> Show up at my shitty mic. <laughs> he also does this annoying thing that other comics do where they look for somebody more important to talk to behind you. It's like, it's just both of us in the fucking kitchen, man. <laughs> no one's going to book you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. My other roommate, his name is Pasta. Um, I don't really need to describe that. Just imagine what he looks like, and you're right. Um, it's fucking Pasta. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I went in your room the other day because I wasn't home, and I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Say no more. And he's like, I had to borrow lotion. I'm like, all right, now I need to jerked off in my room. That's cool. There's not enough sage you can burn in that room. He's like, there's just cum everywhere. Just waiting for a drawer to get stuck closed. That's my fear. Uh, I have a lot of fears in life, um, for aspires and heights. I think my biggest fear is I'm gonna be an episode of I didn't know I was pregnant. Um, <laughs> that was fucking terrifying. Every episode's the same. Every lady's like, ah, I thought I'd take number two, but a baby came out. It's taking number three, by the way, the hard three. <laughs> we just never want to be sitting on a toilet. Like I just keep flushing and it just keeps crying. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. Um, <laughs> uh, I do impressions. Do you guys want to hear an impression? Yeah. All right, I don't know this one. Uh, this is my impression of Jerry Lewis singing Adele. Jerry Lewis singing Adele. Hello! That's it. Um, I'm Molly Sherry. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Keep it going. That's right. That's good. We're getting, we're, I was a little worried that the clapping was going to go down, but the clapping is good. No, no, I mean, not for me, just in general. Because we're, uh, all right, you can stop now. Now it's fucking weird. Now you're fucking with me, and I'm too high. I was afraid it was going to be a problem because, you know, I figured you guys would go to clap. You have a joint in one hand. You're really high. You'd be like, oh, my God, fingers are weird. <laughs> um, all right, let's keep this thing going. Our next comedian coming to the stage, she is very funny. Please make it loud for Amanda Golob. Hi, I know you all saw me like a couple minutes ago. It's great. Um, yeah, no, I didn't plan on smoking, but I didn't need to because I'm in this room. Uh, so that's been great. I, uh, I, I'm from, I'm from New Orleans. Well, I live in New Orleans. I'm actually originally from Los Angeles. Uh, it's weird when you tell people like you moved away from Los Angeles because everyone is trying to get there so badly. Um, no, I, I, I hate going back there. I hate going to visit New Orleans. I mean, uh, Los Angeles. I hate going back to Los Angeles because I've gained 60 pounds since I moved to New Orleans. So I'm always scared they're not going to let me back in. I don't know. I don't know if you know this. When you get to LAX, uh, there's a separate line for people who don't have a California ID, and uh, there's a scale there. And I'm like, no, nah, man. I already weighed my luggage. And they're like, that shit's for you. 
that uh but weed is legal here which is cool uh <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm learning that tonight for sure <laughs> i haven't like been here since it's been legal so i'm super excited about it um I just think people here, you're so specific about your weed. I don't, I don't have that many weed jokes, and I usually tell them to people in Louisiana, so be patient with me. Um, but, like, everyone's so picky about their weed here. Like, in, in New Orleans, if someone just offers you a joint, you just fucking smoke it. You don't question it. Here, they're just like, what kind is it? What strain is it? You know, because I'm feeling really anxious right now, but I also want to hit the buffet later. <laughs> And you guys name all your strains, which is fucking cool. I don't know what strains I smoke in New Orleans. Uh, you name all your strains. Like, there's a strain, the Purple Urkel. I don't know if that's what we're smoking tonight. I don't know what we're doing. Purple Urkel, you get so fucked up on the Purple Urkel that the only thing you could say is, did I do that? <laughs> and you can't stop eating cheese. <laughs> but I like it. Y'all are creative. I think, like, you should keep going with the, you know, with the themes and the and the names, like you should have like the fawns, right? Like the fawns where you just get so fucked up that the only thing you could say is like, hey! <laughs> and all you wanna do is fuck Mrs. C. <laughs> oh, I didn't know how this was gonna go here, I'm not gonna lie. Or like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Like you get so fucked up on that that you think sewer pizza's a good idea. <laughs> and you're convinced that Megan Fox can carry a franchise. Oh, good, we're laughing. Sometimes I'm like, Megan Fox is not here. You can laugh at her. It's okay. It's okay. It's weirdly cold here. Like, it's cold. I'm, I'm in New Orleans. It's hot all the fucking time there. Um, it's cold here. I think people get weird when it's cold. They have weird sayings when it's cold. They say things like, it's colder than a witch's titty. Like, that's a saying. I don't know where it comes from. But as a gay woman, I have suckled many a witch's titty. <laughs> I'm going to assure you they're quite warm. They're quite warm. They're witches. That's what they do. They do it so well. I, uh, by day, I work at a nonprofit, um, so I make no money because I work at a company that doesn't care about money. It's cool. The, uh, there's some nonprofit, like the NFL's a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, they're a nonprofit. That's a real thing. And uh, that's not the company I work for. <laughs> we actually don't make any money. And then I do free comedy at night, uh, so I really <laughs> lose money. <laughs> uh, so I try to, you know, in my spare time, I do some Uber Eats to make some money. Um, I don't do regular Uber because my car's so junky uh, that they won't let me put people in it. <laughs> They'll let me put your food in it. It's really great. No, my car's so junky. I actually had an alumni like license plate holder, and my school called me, and they're like, "You have to take that off your car. You have to take that off your car." I um, this next one we'll just call it dead grandma. <laughs> keep the keep the mood up. Keep the mood up. No, my grandma like I, she she lived till she was 96, so she had a good life. She had a full life. Uh, she was amazing. She was my idol. Um, growing up, she used to like you know take me shopping and hang out with me, and she'd always take me out. And she'd be like, "Look, Amanda, don't trust men. All men want to do they just want to poke you with their peckers. That's it. They just want to poke you with their peckers." And her alliteration got me. <laughs> Her alliteration got me. So when I came out of the closet, she was like my biggest supporter. It was awesome. It was definitely awesome. But I, I want her to be looking down on me. Like I'm in a comedy festival in San Francisco. I want her looking down on me. When I graduated college, I wanted her looking down on me. Like I, I, want, I want her like in heaven looking down on me. Except the other night I was at McDonald's at 2 a.m. ordering $18 worth of food. And I looked up and I was like, please, Grandma, do not be watching this. <laughs> do not be watching this um, for sure. I... um. 
let's see new i live in new orleans new orleans is an amazing place to be if you're gay they're like very supportive i know the south can be weird about being gay but new orleans is very supportive of you being gay they actually have a gay softball league in new orleans they have a gay softball league which is cool i know when i tell people i play gay softball they're just like no you mean softball right <laughs> i'm like ah, the lesbians it's like look Gay softball, the gay and gay softball is not for the lesbians. The gay and gay softball, that's for the gay men. It's for the gay men. You roll up to gay softball, you're handed a mimosa and a freshly pressed uniform. Like that's some gay fucking softball, <laughs> right? I'm in the dugout last Sunday and one guy's like, ah, I think I hurt my back. And another guy's like, on a scale of one to I can't suck my own dick anymore, how hurt are you? That's some gay fucking softball. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we have any gay men in the house or listen, whatever we're doing. Gay men, you're fabulous. You're fabulous. And I fucking love you. You're fabulous. You get to be fabulous. Gay men get all the cutest names. They're the twinks and the otters and the bears are so fucking cute, right? They get all the cute names. Lesbians were just bull dykes or carpet munchers. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> we get the worst names. Like carpet muncher makes me think if I go to your house and he'd be like, thank God you had Tyler. I couldn't make it past your hallway. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to, I didn't know what I was going to talk about because I was just up a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, we'll, we'll move on to, uh, you know, I used to just come out on, when I first came out on stage and I was perform, I just like come out and be like, I'm gay. I'm here. I'm queer. Yes, I am. And then I was like, that's a lot of effort. So I just got this haircut and was like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. I, uh, my hairstylist, though, she calls this the J-Law or the Jennifer Lawrence. She had this haircut during one of the Oscar things. And I'm like, look, lady, this isn't the J-Law. This isn't the Jennifer Lawrence. This is the dyke do, right? This is a dyke. This is a perfect haircut for eating pussy. <laughs> you can tell where her hair ends and yours begins. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It is. It is. And if you're into it, if you're into the pussy, you leave the window open. And if not, you can just close it and get down to business. <laughs> Guys, this works for you too, so don't be weird about it. I uh, I look in the mirror though, like I don't see J-Law, I don't see Jennifer Lawrence. I look in the mirror, I see Harry Potter. <laughs> I do, and I, I might be a bad guy here, but maybe everyone's too stoned to do shit about it, but I'm gonna say it, fuck Harry Potter. I'm gonna say it, he's a terrible wizard, Harry Potter's a terrible wizard. Like what kind of wizard needs glasses, oh, right? Wow. I know, it's like you, <laughs> You couldn't figure out the spell for LASIK? Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. I know, he's gotta get his shit together. Are you a Harry Potter fan, Pam? Did I, did I hurt you? Did I hurt you with that? Um, I don't know, when I broke up with my ex-girlfriend, I feel like, you know, like we were living together, we had a house together, we had a house together, and we broke up, and we're like dividing up all the stuff, you know? You have that moment where you gotta divide up all the shit. And we're dividing it all up, and she was like, look. She's like, I want to keep all the sex toys. I know. I was like, I'm like, you can have them, because, like, call me old-fashioned, but when I'm, I meet a new lady, like, I want to offer her a fresh dick, you know? <laughs> like, do you wonder where all the dildos from, like, breakups go? <laughs> do we wonder where they go? Like, that's why there's never a lesbian hoarders episode. <laughs> Because you can't show that shit on television. <laughs> you can't. I'll, you know, I just, I'll say this though. Uh, dildos, they're not all rubber. Like some of them are glass. They, they'll, make, they'll make a nice bong. 
You know, they can be repurposed. We're in San Francisco. We repurpose shit. We repurpose shit. I don't know what we do here. Is that is that a word we use? We don't use that in New Orleans. We don't even recycling in New Orleans. So don't get, I drive my, I have to drive my shit like 15 minutes to Target that has a recycle bin and they think I'm crazy. So that's the reality that I live in. But like when you're a lesbian, you get to pick your dick, you know? It's so beautiful. I get to pick my dick. I can pick the size, the color, the mood. It's great. It's like Subway. You get up to a foot long any way you like it. And if that's not her thing, that's cool. I'm always down to eat fresh. <laughs> did Jared make the Subway jokes weird? <laughs> he did, but I'm still going to tell him. I'm still going to tell him. I, I love being gay. I'm, I'm happy that I am, honestly. I love being gay, and I like to, to talk about it on stage. Um, there's some things I don't like, though. Like, everyone just assumes I know every lesbian. Assume I know every lesbian. They're like, hey, you know my friend Jen? And I'm like, no, why? And they're like, oh, because she's gay. And it's like, oh, lesbian Jen? Of course I know her. <laughs> I also know your dad, Steve, so what does that say? <laughs> Let's see. Did I hit everything that I... Uh, uh, yeah, no, I actually uh, I got to be a groomsman recently, which was awesome. I've been a bridesmaid a whole bunch of fucking times. Got to be a groomsman, which was awesome. Being a groomsman is great. Being a groomsman is so easy. When you're a bridesmaid, there's so much stuff you have to do. You have the bridal shower. You got to help her pick out the dress. You got the bachelorette. You got the hair, makeup, nails. You got to help her stay in the dress the whole time. There's all this shit you have to do. When you're a groomsman, it's so easy. You rent an outfit. You get to return, which is awesome. You get to throw dollars at strippers, which I'm really good at. And then you just show up for the wedding. That's all you have to do. And I realized, like, if straight men had to do anything else to get married, we would only have gay weddings. We only have gay weddings. I, um, I'll just say one more thing. My mom, I can't afford to take vacations. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, but I can't afford this either. Um, but uh, my mom actually took me to Ireland uh, last year, which was really awesome. Um, she took me to Ireland on, it was a senior bus tour uh, that her husband didn't want to go on, so I got to go on it. It was really cool, except out of all the people on this, I was the youngest by at least 30 years. Out of all the people on this trip, I'm the one that got sick on the bus. <laughs> I know, I was so embarrassed, but they all had their fucking prescription pills, and they were all just like, what do you need? You need perks? Like, what do you, I don't know, Xanax, whatever people have, and I'm, they're offering me all their shit, and I was like, oh, thank you, but that's your prescription, and that's not how prescriptions work. Like, you can't just give them away, but also I'll take one of everything. <laughs> it was the best trip I ever had. I'm Amanda G. Thank you, guys. Keep it going for Amanda. Lesbian softball sounds like fun. My son plays basketball uh, in his first grade Berkeley school. Uh, the team is called the Berkeley Passive Aggressives. Uh, terrible, terrible team. Not one child of color on the entire team. Just a sea of weird gangly white children running up and down the court. Not even really running. It kind of looks like a combination of skipping and epilepsy. But uh, Wrong crowd, Justin. Here we go. Let's keep this thing going. Oh, is everybody having a good time? Yeah. Our next comedian coming to the stage, very funny young man. Make it loud for Ivan Garcia. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, oh my gosh, guys. I've been uh I've been smoking a lot outside. That's why I stepped out. My bad. But I saw that you guys were smoking too, so that's cool, dude. <sighs> Have you guys even looked at each other's faces yet? Look around. That's like a fucking community college, guys. <laughs> what are you guys studying tonight? That math class you failed? 
Oh man, uh, I've been living out in Austin, Texas now for three, uh, three, four years now. It's been cool. I used to live out here in the Bay, and I fucked up, guys. Like a year into it, I lost my driver's license. So every time I visited, I couldn't get like medical marijuana. So I really appreciate the show. Thank you, Pam. It's awesome now. I used to have to go through my contacts and be like, shit, this guy's last name is Weed. I'm going to call this fucker up. But I would get, always get like the most stupid response. Thank you. I'd be like, oh. hey, Anthony, it's Ivan. Can you hook it up with an eighth, bro? And they'd be like, oh, sorry, dog. I don't smoke weed anymore. I'd be like, shit, dude, you should probably stop saying dog. <laughs> You're not cool anymore. <clears throat> and then again, hey, Caesar, it's Ivan. Can you hook it up with an eighth bro? I'm in town. It's like, oh, sorry, man. I don't smoke weed anymore. I get too much anxiety. This guy has to bring a chihuahua to the mall now. Can't handle it. it sucks, dude. But uh, I love it, man. Can you guys imagine if pot smokers try to quit pot like cigarette smokers? It's like, I'm trying the patch, bro. I'm still high as fuck. <laughs> I'm trying the gum right now. Still high as fuck. <laughs> When I come back to California, I, go, I like to go smoke at my old st- uh, stomping grounds. Back in high, st- high school, I used to smoke at my grandma's house all the fucking time. She had dementia. Only cats there. Never going to get caught. Perfect fucking crime, right? But then one time, she, it was a good day for her, and she was about to fuck, in my, fuck up my morning session, guys. I was like out there just, you know, having a good time. Then, mijo. I developed a three-step plan right there on the fly, guys. Knocked over the Jesus candle, cover up the smell. Step two, finish the bong, man. I'll be right there, Grandma. Wait up. And then step three, got that ash from the bowl, make a fake cross on my head. The mic doesn't do a good, uh, good clicking sound. What's up, Grandma? What do you want? What are you doing? What am I doing? I didn't see you at the 6 a.m. mass, lazy. <laughs> Throw jalapeno in her diaper, guys. Oh. Teach her a lesson. I'm so glad she didn't come in earlier because I was using her rosary as anal beads. Oh. <laughs> Don't put the Jesus in first, guys. No. Be some fucking scarring. And thus concludes my weed jokes <laughs> for the evening. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys eat healthy here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, but you guys know what probiotics are, right? Yeah, we got to get those bacterial cultures in our bellies, ladies and gentlemen. We want those long poops. Mmm, right? For the dudes, because I know ladies don't poop. Like if your shit if your shit isn't even as long as your dick, like come on man, <laughs> clean the pipes, do something about that, Mister Bloaty. But that shit's expensive. Probiotics, man, it's like forty fucking dollars at the store. They put it in they put it in the refrigerators too, right? And that's how you know it's a little going to be a little more expensive. You guys don't ever fucking spend forty dollars on probiotics. Just turn to your nearest and dearest friend and spouse and eat that booty, baby. Mmm. Eat that booty. Save that money. I was smoking a lot, guys, so I'm forgetting everything tonight. I'm a nice little thing. I get a lot of my uh, dating advice from Instagram. I don't know if you guys like Instagram, but it's fucking awesome, dude. 
There's this cool thing on Instagram. You get two pictures for the price of one. You get uh, a nice, beautiful young lady in one of them, right? Nice little uh, beach backdrop. And then the other picture, it's the same young lady, but in a military outfit and a gun. Caption reads, get a girl, guys, that could do both. <laughs> get a girl not only could look good, but support the military-industrial complex, killing millions of people all over the world. <laughs> That's my kind of girl, man. That's the kind of girl you take out to ice cream. Two scoops on a waffle cone with sprinkles. Did it get awkward? I don't know. Do you guys want to smoke more? Where's Justin at? I'm going to head out, guys. Have a great rest of the night. Keep it going for Ivan. What a nice young man. Ivan came up to me outside and he said, I'm not sure how much time I'm going to do. I'm really high. And like all my dadness kicked in and I was like, it's okay, son. It's fine. You get up there and you do as much time as you can do. It'll be fine. It'll be nice. All right, so Pam just told me we're actually going to take like a 10-minute break now and open the windows because we need to live. And so we're going to take 10 minutes, and then we're going to come back here. 10 minutes, thank you. Follow me on Twitter. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. We're watching a full length movie on YouTube. We'd like you to go find your YouTube, type in a movie that we're going to watch, and listen to our podcast at the same time. And that's the concept. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching Shaft in Africa, 1973. And that's what you put in your search engine from YouTube. Shaft in Africa, 1973. Okay, well, uh, and uh, I, I, okay, who's hosting it? Okay, the publisher I like. Let me just pull oh, this sorry. up and shift down. It's HJ. All right, so we, uh, give me one second, I've lost sound. Sure. Carl? Yes. Okay. Carl, you can say whatever you want. I can't hear you. Okay, so um, it's uh, the the publisher we like is HJS Hussein Juma Shambi. Perfect. All H right. Period J period S. Sounds Hussein good. Juma Shambi. Yeah. And I also got sound back. I know we were having two conversations at once, but we uh, usually have our countdown king here, Paul Brumba, but he is out due to carnival. This is the May 26, 2019 mm -hmm. episode, and every uh, year, that's the time for Carnival here in the Mission District of San Francisco, where MutinyRadio.fm streams our show live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or you can just follow our podcast at LWAFLM or YT, or check us out on our YouTube channel, LWAFLMOYT, where the movies and the podcasts have been slavishly put in place together in sync for your enjoyment by Carl himself. Yes. 
All right, good. Let's watch this movie. Labor of Love. It is a great labor of love. You got like at least two dozen movies, episodes of our show on there. About 2,000. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so uh, we are hovering our little key. Uh, Because Paul Brumbaugh is not here, we have in his proxy, will you please give it up for the fabricated voice of Paul Brumbaugh. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. All right. All right, kiddies, you know the drill. Get your finger hovering over that play button, and in three, two, one, go. All right, here we go. Oh. It's Africa already with a lion. I know, it's Africa already. We have a lion, Leo. Leo. uh, The lion. See, they lied. There are lights at the end of the tunnel. Right, I don't see the lights at the end of the tunnel. They see the start of it. What we're seeing here is a bit of a dungeon, and we'll return to the scary place at uh, the end. So that wasn't a subway station? We're not not in New York City. We're not in Times Square. (laughs) Not yet. All right. It's a big mansion. That's right. We are in Paris, France right now. Oh. And we are watching uh, a guy... Yeah. Who is escaping because they found out he's a spy. Okay. I'm just going to ruin it for you. That's one of the best things I do is ruin movies. Yeah. This is the son of the Emir of Kaman. The son of the Emir of Kaman. His name is Ramallah. And Ramallah um, was spying on this uh, illicit, illegal Parisian espionage. Now they've caught him. Okay, now we're in... And there's the Champs-Élysées. No, that's that's Washington, D.C. That's the capital down there. <laughs> no, they're in Paris. <laughs> Washington totally bit off of Paris, totally. by the way. I think you already know it. Oh, yeah. yeah well, Washington was obsessed with it. He's like, we have, they have to build the Statue of Liberty. They give it to us. Right. So We don't want this thing. So these are the bad guys, right? He's got a car phone that works. Yeah, this is the main bad guy. His name is Vincent Amafi. And he's on the phone going, 300 men, you promised me 750. This is bullshit. Fulfill your contract. I don't care about your problems. Oh, so he's a slave trader. Now watch what she's going to do. Huh? It's going down. Right. He's going to clean up the floor of the... Of the car. And he's going to call. (laughs) Call me back. He's like, call back. I'm busy. The driver's like, like okay, driver. Uh, the driver's like, we're going to take a shortcut down Pothole Lane. No, not Pothole Lane. <laughs> no, out, 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 out. out. Damn it, driver. <laughs> I'm switching the lift. All right. Hey, uh, I think the best shortcut would be Pothole Alley. <laughs> they both have the same name. All right, they are, he must, oh, this is uh, the brother, the son. This is the son, and yeah. they've discovered that he is a spy. I mean, he was posing as an African who is simply looking for work. Oh, I got you. Ugh. All right, well, this is still topical. And he is... They sort of led him up to his own devices here. Now, it's going to look like he's trying to break out of his... Handcuffs? His, uh, handcuffs, but no, he's really etching a message for whoever can find it. Oh, I see. Robotron. Information about where that dungeon is. Oh, cool. Dungeon is below ground. And it will be found by Shaft himself. 
All right, so this is very important. I thought he was just scratching his back. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, actually, they have uh, back scratcher technology then. Oh, um, even back in 73? Yes, and he is so beat up. That's the last thing he's worrying about, like his scratchy back. Look how happy the supervillain is entering his house. He's like, that's the best car ride ever. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, that woman is like his, he doesn't even like her, but she is a nymphomaniac. So he's she, like, you're she, mine. And he just keeps her. She was in the car smoking a cigar and then uh, went down on him. This is where, like, if you had a tic-tac. You see this room here? Yeah. Shaft will find this room. You're talking about Chef. Yeah, Richard uh, Square Tree. I mean, Round Tree. Round Tree. That's a big map. Yes, Mr. Bond. Oh, they got little lights on it to say, like, we're, we're human trafficking from this part. Of, uh, <laughs> no, this is 73. They didn't have yes. light technology. That was until the 80s when the etch a sketch okay, came so about. Okay, so this guy's reporting we found the spy. And we know who he is, and he's the Amir's son. These are his notes. Dates, times, locations. It's basically yeah, he was doing outlining the human trafficking, huh. you know, their operation. These autographs are forged. That's not Thomas James for Punisher. Celebrity autographs. You know, it's sort of funny. The autographs kind of died. The selfie took over. Yeah, right. You don't need... Uh... You just take a photograph and boom, you, you have your presence. You remember Steve Martin used to hand out like uh, yeah, cards? Yeah, cards. Uh, Say, congratulations, yes. you met Steve Martin. Now they'll hand out like uh, selfies and it'll have a blank spot, your name here, your face here. Okay, look, he's got a silencer on his phone, on okay. his gun, but you totally hear the shot. They're doing it a cheap way, just close up with the gun, and they close up with the victim. Boom! Don't show the gun, the, the special effects. Save your eyes with every shot. Yeah. We're not going to show the whole body. Oh, there's the whole body. Where's the, che where's the gaping che uh, gun wound? There's no gun hole. There's no blood. Bloodless. Yeah, this is one of those movies where you get choked and you're dead or stabbed and you're dead. Okay, here we are in New York. Yeah, finally, five minutes into this. The first thing that's unrealistic is you cannot park your car. This is in Central, Central Park. Park Crossway. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, but the one car that's parked in Central Park, there's three people stealing his hubcaps. And nice. there's no traffic. There's. Anyway, <laughs> the stealing of hubcaps kind of went away. Uh, there was hubcaps. Manufacturers quit on hot hubcaps. Yeah. Do you remember Hubcap World in Jersey City? I made a lot of money down there. Oh, really? That was selling used selling hubcaps? Look at that. He doesn't even bother yeah. to put it in the back. He just throws it in the back. Fuck do I care? By the way, that was Richard what? Roundtree in the that Central Park shot. scene. Right, but in that Central Park scene, it was Richard Roundtree because he was around the tree. Oh, he was around the tree? Yeah. Now, look, he's got a high-rise apartment in Shaft. He was like a West Village. I know. He well, he lived in, He worked in Times Square. He didn't have a car. He, uh, he right. you know... He had a very small office. Hey, some Africans. Scraping by. I don't know any Africans. I love that movie. So the guy goes, Shaft, Africans are looking for you. And he goes, I don't know any Africans, brother. <laughs> There's one in the elevator. There's one now. That guy's been creeping in the elevator all day. Now, the African knew his floor. 
Right, but he hung out in the elevator waiting for him. There was two elevators. How? Did, what was the odds? Right. And also, yeah, it's unrealistic elevator waiting. Also, we're about, you know, the sensors in the elevators. He's going to do a movie trick in which the sensors don't work. Watch. Okay. Whoop. Oh, yeah, right. Just got out of the closing. Look how proud Shaft is yeah. himself. Shaft and elevators. Isn't Shaft the uh, British oh, word for elevator? elevator shaft. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, John Shaft knows about elevators. A little elevator action. You know, every time you go into the elevator, it says Otis. Is that really who you want servicing the lift? Otis? Otis? Wasn't he John Otis, like the most powerful man in the world? But, I mean, it's like a southern name. Like, what seems to be the problem? I don't know. Well, Otis? Otis just does the elevator's not working. Well, that's his last name in there. Look how big his office is. In the first movie, he yeah. had a Times Square with a, with a calendar that said January 1971 on it. Now, look, he doesn't knock. He doesn't He just breaks open. the door down. He just... Now, watch what Shaft does. He pulls a gun. In his own office? And he just shoots the guy to kill him. Okay, let's see if there's ridiculous. any blood. I hope the bloody squib doesn't hit the camera lens. <laughs> Whoa! No squib, you'll see. He shoots him, no effect. It's he like shot the floor. Movie. He actually shot them directly? That's so weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's a bad movie rule. Let's call it. Where the gunplay is so casual and in like a professional setting. You know, like they pull a gun in the bar right. and they shoot in the bar and everyone goes, ooh, like more American graffiti. He shoots a focus director in a bar in San Francisco. Now, they did a blow dart on him because they're just doing African stereotypes. Right. Well, yeah. What's that stick? Is that like the guy's weapon, his katana? Yeah, and Shaft is going to become an expert at that stick. They're going to be like, you're good with the stick. He goes, a brother named Shaft better be good with the stick. <laughs> right, because Shaft also reads Paul like a stick. Okay, so now they've abducted Shaft, taken As, him away. We should mention the music that we're listening to. This is not the original score, right? This is not, Oh, here we go. Metro Goldwyn Mayer. I mean, yeah. this is a major production. They lost half a million, but they really didn't think they were gonna. Uh, you know what? They were able to milk it out one more time. And this was not the original director who also did the sequel. Right. This is a director named John Gullerman. He did, um, he started in 59. He did Tarzan movies, Towering Inferno, King oh, Kong great. of 76 <laughs> with Jeff Bridges. Oh, King Kong, yeah. And then I, I like the sequel too. Yeah, he did that one too in 86. Oh, all King right. Kong Lives. Yeah, King Kong Lives. All right. Death on the Nile, Sheena. This guy did his stuff. Now, after the 80s, he worked on much less prestigious things. Yeah. He ended up doing like TV films and stuff. Can, but, we, can we mention that we're watching the opening credits and the theme song is by the Four Tops, right? It's not, it's not yeah. Isaac uh, Hayes. Yeah, it's called Are You Man Enough? They should do the and, taxi theme song, though, the way they've been driving over that bridge. <laughs> Screen Gems. Screen Gems. Oh, so what's it called? I'm sorry, what's the song called? Uh, it's by the Four Tops. It's called Are You Man Enough? It was produced by this man named Roger Lewis who did lots of soul music. The themes, you know, the rest of the music is done by a man named John... Where is it? it it's pretty... Oh, Johnny Pete, who's composed them all and had the band, and they're not the enough? best soul yeah. songs, but they're like background... Soul songs. It's okay. Based on the characters of the first movie. 
Now, this uh, screenwriter, he's got his chops. I mean, this the screenwriter was... Uh, here it is. He wrote In the Heat of the Night. Oh, very cool. With Sidney Poitier. Actually, it was a book he... He did that a lot. He he adapted books for for movies. Apparently, the Poseidon Adventure was a novel. He wrote that. Town yeah. Inferno was a novel, and he turned that into a screenplay. No, and then people were like, "You gonna make a movie of that? That'd be insane. It can't be better than the book. It's gonna be a bunch of explosions. How can a movie replicate that? Then a book can't. Then <laughs> in a the book, you're like." The yeah. fire <laughs> I can imagine that. That's an outside. Oh, speaking of imagine, there's no imagination needed as uh, Richard Rauchy wakes up bare naked yeah, in bare a stable. Hay covered everywhere. And uh, hay, hay on his hair. Yeah. That must have been itchy as fucking hell. Oh, here's the assassin. They're going to stick fight and he's naked. Look, he's got his own stick. They gave it to him. Yeah. On purpose. And he's naked. We see his butt constantly, but he's fighting without showing his genitals to the camera. Yeah, there's going to be continuity issues here. He's like going to be in blue sweatpants every now and again. <laughs> oh, you don't think they did all these shots naked? You'll see. And this director was like, whatever. Yeah, come Leave on, it. man. It's pretty ridiculous to be with. People would be getting popcorn at that time. No, I think people are sitting here riveting watching Richard Roundtree naked fight a man with a stick, no less. By now, Shaft has his persona down. Right. And uh, he's saying all sorts of... This guy's like, where did you learn to stick fight? And he goes, the New York Philharmonic, brother. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, well, Shaft's fucking funny. There's no doubt that he goes, he's funny. We will be pleased that you're already circumcised. And he looks at him for that, and that gets him distracted, and he's hit on the head. Uh, general mutilation. All right, so he's out cold. And now he wakes up in a shopping mall center. Nope. That guy we saw was named Wata, and he will turn out to be a double agent. Oh, all right. Well, fuck, Carl. I'm what? ruining everything in this film for you. By the way, yeah. this, ru this film ruins... Is There's no, like... They, they know right away it's a double agent. Like, there's no... Revealing of a mystery here. Well, Every he, step along the way. He's in a hot box right now. Now his ass is covered in sand because he woke up on sand. It was hay right. and sand. This is going to be itchy. Are we just watching the dreams of Richard Roundtree? It's like, yeah, that'd be great. No, he's, um, they're preparing him for, he doesn't know it yet, but they're preparing him for the African heat and being oh, in the I desert. See. And random stick fighting. You know, I, I have yeah. to say. So he's I, going to Ethiopia even though he doesn't know it yet. I have to say, in 1973, these movies, the way they shoot in, 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 uh, in you know, familiar locations like that, on impulse, the, the idea of having a weapon out is, is, is standard, and I guess, but they yeah. have these, like, fighting sticks that they walk around with. Like, if you see someone walking around with a fighting stick or what have you, uh, it's not because they're using it to, to steady their pace. They're using it to fight, you know, just as much as I see someone with a gun in their pocket. Right. So, it's, but back then, I guess it's fine. The only time I'd really worry about a stick is if it's Gandalf. Oh my God, that's when you call the police. You call 911 and you say, there's a wizard on the bus and he has a glowing stick. So th there's a voiceover in the room and he's like, you must survive for eight hours walking around in desert conditions. So he covers himself up 
Oh, and then he says, hey, that's I a great idea. Let's turn the lights off. Bravo, Mr. Chef. I already, I already have my chance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking funny, man. We'll, we'll see if we can get some of his uh, quips live as we watch this. Now, this is the emir himself. He's an ambassador to the UN. This is and leader of the He's month. the one that's uh, selected Shaft, and he's behind the scenes, organized all of this. Oh, so he's a, oh, he's going to be the good guy. Let's, oh, maybe he'll double-cross him. These guys are all good guys, even though they're pretty bad. You just told me that kind of guy is a double agent. Uh, Yeah, that guy right there to yeah. the right is a double agent. Yeah, yeah you're just right. Spoiled uh, it he's already. on the good guy side right now. We still got like an hour of this fucking movie. Does, uh, you know, even though this movie's bad, it does its job. You will be entertained. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like Shaft. I, you know, I think I've seen this one. I don't remember. So now it's like the torture's over. And oh, you passed the test? Right. He knows how to fight with the stick and he's already circumcised. So now he's having a burden. <laughs> that waiter waited a long time to leave the seed. So oh, what we're learning now is that there's human trafficking going on. They go to Africa and they recruit people to Paris yeah. and other countries and to say, we'll, we'll, you know, there's opportunities to make money. But then when you get there, you're being paid pennies and they're charging you for rent. Okay, now we see why he didn't get shot. Oh, because he had a bulletproof Tevlar in there. So Shaft goes, next time between the eyes, brother. Man, that's like... Don't worry about it. He'll probably pull a gun in his office and shoot you point blank. So uh, wear yeah. this Tevlar outfit. You'll be fine. Right now he's saying, time for you to call me a cab. Time for you to get a new pair of pants. Look at that. He's got camel toe. He has. No. <laughs> Something is blocking what would make camel toe. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, has like five wrinkles around there. Creases. Well, let's, uh... My, um... found them in, Mr. Shaft. Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just saying, um... Like, I'm not really turned on by Camel Toe, but Dromeda Toe? <laughs> I make you emotional. I'll give a girl with Dromeda Toe one hump. $25,000. Do you, uh... Moose Knuckle is a guy, right? With his nuts showing? I never got that, that phrase. Gone. 15 now. I, what'd you say about nuts showing? Moose knuckle. Moose knuckles, is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you Staff do, though. nuts are so large, he has cleavage. Oh, all right. Uh, so here comes another guy. Good evening, Mr. Bond. I mean, Mr. Shaft. Yeah, this is very Bond-esque, this film, and there are three people who are in other Bond films, and I bet you that was on purpose. Well, I, you know, I, I read that on IMDb, and one of them was like after the after this movie, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it does have the kind of serious tone where they they found the man. It's like Men in Black. There, they found you know he did, took a bunch of yeah. tests, and then he's like, "You passed the tests. You were very clever." Those books are way too advanced for her. <laughs> I have okay, to say that's this something. This is a real. This is what inspired the script. In real life um, eight months before the script was written there was a truck that had a truck fire right. crossing from Italy into France which we're watching and right now and they discovered like 30 
human traffic. People, it was in newspapers and it was in Newsweek and. So there's um, people right now. There's script. a real yeah. practical special effects going on of a burning fire truck, and there's actual people right. in the. I, I would, okay, so here he, uh, he needs to break the lock, but there's nobody in the truck right now. I mean, it's this there must is. be. But then, oh, so there's fire right now. So this is in the same shot. Now this is a different shot. And he opens up and people uh, come out. I don't know. I don't know. They had to shot that separately. There's no way. And look how much smoke those guys had to endure in there. Right. So do you think that was an actual, practical, real-time fire going on when they shot that scene? Or they shot this separately? Probably, well, I don't know. It's 73. The director's good. Let me see. I don't have a special effects credit. And even if I did, it would just be a name because... Right. But do you know what I mean? Like, they must have shot the scenes with the people on the inside separately it's from this It's seriously fire. dangerous, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is dangerous right now. There's a full-on truck on fire. So that was the backstory they're telling. That's how they discovered that this thing was going on in a very organized way. And he's like, so why don't you just arrest the right. people are doing it? It's like, because we want the big man at the top. This actor, by the way, is huge in Greece. It's one of those situations like we don't know his name. Right, but this movie's going to play pretty well because everyone agrees it's like... He was in Jewel of the Nile with uh, uh, my, uh, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas, yeah, and what's her name? Kathleen Turner. Yeah. And? Hello? And. <laughs> Can I speak with Kathleen Turner, please? Speaking. Yeah, she's great. She has a great voice. Just good rabbit. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Right, and then like the flying Karamasa brothers, and then and she made him believe that. Uh, I don't remember any of those dogs. In '88, this guy was in Rambo Three. Oh, he right on. Right. Rambo, I don't think you we meet again, Rambo. Yeah, I guess we do time. meet again. For the third time, yeah. <laughs> Rambo Three. How have you been? Bit better. You've been working out, Rambo? You tell me. Yeah. So now they're trying to convince him, and Shaft's like, screw you, brother. And then he goes, well, I'll give you $25,000. And he goes, okay. Huh. So he doesn't really do it for moral reasons, unlike Shaft, the original Shaft, in which he's not taking pay and... Right, well, that's the principle of private, a private investigator movie, like a film noir movie, is that they are like the lone angel that's going to, you know, white knight or what have you, but they're going to solve, they're going to take it. The woman died, and they're not going to rest until they find the murderer, whether or not they're getting paid. You and know they're what not I mean? hampered by the cop rules. Right, they're just on this, like, maniacal vision that they got to save this, find the, the killer of this woman, or it's usually women, that's why I say that, but... Uh, and then they just pursue it like Mickey Spillane I fucking love Mike Hammer because Mike Hammer yeah. and like Kiss Me Deadly woman dies he's gonna find out who did it whether or not anyone st- or continue paying him or want him to do it you know it's a one armed guy who saved me from World War II no you th- uh, Mike Hammer I the jury Mike I the jury that's right he comes at you in 3D we did that now, we movie. just met the daughter of the Amir whose brother was killed and she's going to help train... Sh- look how well he's dressed right now. Well, look how the New York City's right behind him. This looks nice. That's what I mean. I like he has a cigarette. I guess they're in, in Queens. They're right in Queens, now, okay. Because you can see the... Is that Empire State Building? 
Yeah, in the UN there. Yeah, they're in Queens. Okay, cool. Of course she's fallen for Shaft. You'll see that throughout the movie. Everybody, every woman who meets Shaft is just like... Wants Shaft. Wants to get shafted. Yeah. Shaft. Another meaning for Shaft. Right? The first meaning for so Shaft. So look what's happening already. They're like, comfy, comfy. That's a little gross, right? It's a little too close. He just met her like four hours. Right. And she is so stricken with him. But the thing is, that the bodyguard guy is like her human chastity belt. It's like, say, why don't you get rid of That's him? A whole lot of the... I'm still in my first age grade. We call that Farietta. No one is permitted now to marry. Now she's going to let us know Farietta. she's going to have a female circumcision what do you do for relaxation? a certain age. you kidding me, really? Jayla, my second age grade this February. When she's all four years old, you may have see. sex and marry. I have it on now. After my clitoridectomy. Clitoridectomy. Yo, what? Hey, what? My clitoridectomy. Clitoridectomy. Jeez. Clitoridectomy. You mean she's I doing this you. on her? Uh, Are you afraid to say the word? My clitoris. My clitoris. Yes. Are you yes, afraid to say the word? In the uh, '73, there was no Howard Stern, and people still didn't say penis and clitoris. No wonder the natives get restless. But they're talking about clitoris. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce it, but it's you know, it's general. It's general uh, mutilation. Listen to what Shaft said. Hey. Listen, baby. Uh, February is just around the corner. Now, how in the hell are you gonna know what you're missing unless you give it a little wear and tear? They take it away. Are you volunteering? Are you volunteering? Damn right. Don't lie. Hiss. Where are you? Do not touch her clitoris. Shaft blocked. Hey, you know what? That was yeah. a very odd. He, he tied shaft blocked. <laughs> By a shaft. By a shaft. It's a stick. So now it's time to practice stick fighting. So he goes, Hey, brother, why don't you go get my stick from me? Yeah. He goes, Okay. It's in the stick room. And now they're going to sneak off to do it. Oh, so that was a pitch and didn't work. So she just casually said they're going to cut her clitoris off in February? Yeah, she says that emphasis for marriage in their culture is about raising children, not sexual pleasure. But we know it was really to keep women... Yeah, from joining. straying. The fear that they would stray. I don't know. It's, it's a really messed up thing. All right. So, well, that's a Okay, so fun. they run away, and it's back to the elevator situation, but Shaft is too smart for that. Watch. Oh, yeah. He was just standing behind them and around the corner. Too smart for that. I know he wouldn't go around the corner. He would probably hit an elevator, so let's stand around the corner a couple feet. Don't fart. Oh, Again, he's he breaking the door, the door out. Well, why should Hulk have all the fun, Carl? And now they're like, we're not doing anything. We're looking at a map. It's like, here's your first payment. 15000 now, 10 when you're done. Okay. So do you think that's a better deal, or 10 for it when now, and then 15 when you're Usually done? Usually it's half and half, right? So it'd be twelve fifty. One time I had to go to Chad and break up a heroin ring, and I, yeah, it was, I got half first. Right. You got 1250. That's for Global Airways, but it's Ethiopian Airways, and they were very cooperative in making this film. No shit, man. That's interesting. Flying the crew over for free. Miles, 
But they don't. That air, the exterior airplane shop. I'm playing the the, the passenger is fellow passenger just starts talking. That exterior shot was like uh, not their airline, and they were able to furnish the movie. Yeah, I don't know. It said Global Airlines, but it was Ethiopian Airlines that. Maybe legally they just don't want to do it. I mean, the interior shots are cool. So this is shot in a real airplane. Yeah, this right. is shot on yeah, Ethiopian no, air- airplanes, and about standard oil. most of this is shot in Addis Ababa, which I always think of uh, Lex Luthor telling uh, Cletus, uh-huh. I'm going to Addis Ababa, Mr. Luthor. <laughs> you remember that, right? Yeah, is that Ned Beatty? That's your Ned Beatty? Yeah, Ned Beatty. Yeah. <laughs> That's so catty, man. Yeah. They, there was a meteorite of kryptonite there, and they had to go get it. Okay, so they've landed now. This is really the Ethiopian. Okay, so we're not going to see it. So we won't see the kryptonite. This is a different location. Yeah, the kryptonite. I guess that was that was 1980s Superman. Oh, all right. So that was no 79. Let's okay, just, so yeah. we're we're still years away. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right because after Africa was beforehand in 73, so the the kryptonite hadn't landed. All right, restroom, and there's a, uh, a maid. And there will be no rest for Shaft in this restroom. You will see. His Shaft. Oh, look at that! She just walks in there, the maid. You guys keep peeing. I'm gonna just uh, mop up the floor. Oh, kind of a burly. Uh, She's trying not to look. But wait, it's not even a she. Oh, it's a thug. Or whoever. They gave her a hard time about going into this restroom. It was before the day of yeah, gender neutrality. So they shot him and there was blood, but okay, there's blood, uh, gun holes with no streaming blood. Right. And he's just dead, dead, dead. Not even... Yeah. Uh, right, he's not living through it. I'm out of here. Pissed now we find pants. out that the guy who was a stranger on the plane really was an agent to protect Chef. Oh yeah, he's the one who shot him. Go catch your plane to Addis. Huh. These bathroom stalls are like separate rooms. It, yeah, I, actually, anytime I've ever gone to, well, I don't want to start talking shit, but many times when I've been to Europe, the bathroom was not a stall like ours. It was a, it, it was a stall, but it was sealed. It was like a like a separate room. That's cool. Okay, so now our bad guy is mad. Oh, he's back that later. Jack wasn't killed, and he's blaming the the double agent. Oh yeah, there's the double agent. So this is the first time now. Now the reveal is here. That's the double agent. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it's hardly a reveal. I don't know. This is in this whole movie. There's no like mystery. What was it? It gets explained every every step of the way. Shaft's assignment is to go undercover and pose as an immigrant trying to get work and going through this right. uh, this uh, human trafficking system. Right. And you're saying that the moment this film starts, they pretty much know exactly who this, this spy is going to be. So there's no, like, yeah. yeah. And that's why the, the layover from hell. There he is. Addis Abba. Abba. Home of kryptonite it was the home of kryptonite it was the home of live aid uh, help okay now Ethiopia was very very cooperative the navy the army they met with that uh, Haile Selassie oh yeah Haile Selassie Haile Selassie he's um, revered by the 
Rastafarians back in in the 80s. I don't know today. Well, that's cool. And they had two audiences with him. And he was like, Shaft? Sure, no problem. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like Shaft was such a pop culture phenomenon. Uh, worldwide, I'm sure. So I'm sure that's yeah. pretty exciting. All right, well, here we are. We get to get some views as he drives up. This is Addis Ababa for real. And there was like an uprising going on at the time, so they had to have protection from the army. Oh, so that's why the army was involved, so they could shoot their little film while revolution was occurring. And the Navy to protect the ships. You'll see the ships as they're... That's so crazy. Oh, like for human trafficking, that would go from truck to ship? Now we see a tamed lion. Hey. I sort of feel like it's... Leo, from the first scene. <laughs> but I think it's like some sort of symbolism, like a tame lion, you know? Like, oh, I see. Like just lying around. He's lying around. Now look, he's going to roar at him. I would be so scared. I would not want to be on the set, on the set with a lion, no matter how right. tranquilized that lion is. Yeah, good cue. You did it. That's because the now, train. Now he slips him a, a ticket that's like, "Here's your photo," but it's really like where he's going to meet. Oh, I that, see. Uh, Greek actor. Wouldn't it be easier? Wouldn't it be easier without the lion? Can you give me this without the lion? <laughs> lion around. Should I trust this uh, thing? It's, it might be lion. Ibex. Ibex is the store. Ibex is the right place. <laughs> All right, the exciting, I'm going to go with this store scene. Now he's going to get, like, James Bond stuff, and he's going to say, hey, man, I'm not James Bond, I'm... An incident at all again. Like Mike Hammer, what was... Oh, uh, like uh, Sam Spade. We saw that yeah, in the trailer last say. week. I'm not James Bond, I'm Sam Spade. That was, I mean, he said that in the first movie, which, you know, kind of had a punch to it, but... No, so he goes to the silly. cleaning woman there. Remember, a cleaning woman just shot him. He goes, can you trust her? Because I'm never trusting the cleaning lady again. Shaft. Shaft's killing it. I would love to see Shaft live. You think no, look, she... He just went to a bar right. at a place of business that's and 70s. poured himself a drink for that's, free. That's the 70s. You know, I, guess, a... I think it's more like movies. Movie, right. Because if your friend did that, you'd be like, you got to slow down, friend. <laughs> In the movies, <laughs> they don't pay for the restaurant they don't pay for hardly anything but they always seem to pay for the taxi cab well I think right now it's applied oh right yeah they do it in a very graceful manner here you go Val like and I'm, keep the change keep always the change. keep the change I walked out of the cab without paying you and then I walked to the window of your of your spot and gave you a roll of money and told you to keep the change thanks man thanks for circumventing me <laughs> Oh, this walking stick has some shit inside. Explosives? Gun? Hold on Camera. one moment, I'll be right back. Okay. Let's get this movie cranking. You'll bag with me. And take this one. The walking stick There's has like a spy. Alright, it's a bag. And this. What is it? What'd you buy tape me? Recorder. Ooh, record, 1970s tape recorder. Turn clockwise. To stop okay, recording. here I am. Once okay. again, I was saying goodbye to no. Sun. So, oh yeah, it's the, it's a regular feature on our. Oh yeah, podcast. we give away uh, we pull behind the curtain here and there. So he just showed a secret agent bag that has a clickable tape recorder. Yeah, right. Yeah, 
you, and you saw the camera in the stick. The ca- that was a camera. Okay, I thought it might have been like a laser beam gun or something. Now he's like, how about some heat? What? How about a piece? What? Uh, even <laughs> right now, because why not? You, like, what's he gonna? He's gonna walk with that stick, right? But that's a fighting stick or a walking stick. It's a fighting stick he will use for walking. But just like I'm just, Gandalf. I'm just saying, if you were walking down the street and you saw someone with a, a fighting stick walking down the street, or I've seen guys walking with knives down the street, yeah. there's only one thing I think of. It's like defense. And it makes sense if you're carrying a gun, right? Because, you, you know, I need a gun in case, you know, a, a, something happens at the bar. But it's just like he's going to walk around with like a fighting stick, like a katana. No, but in, he's now going to go into the villages of Ethiopia, and they all have them. All right. But he's I'm just saying that. He's going to go. Let's see here. Okay. Fair enough. There's real tribes. Uh, the Rashida and the Konosos tribe. Uh, helped them pick locations and worked with them. And yeah, let me just look here. Yeah, a lot of unrest because of the independence movement, especially in the north. I don't know what that means. I'm not belittling the idea uh, if, if everyone walks around with them. I'm just saying I would be like super nervous. Okay, now this guy just saw Shaft leave, and then later on, he's going to be the one signing up Shaft for. Um, you know, to get the job. So it kind of doesn't make sense. He knows he's a spy. I didn't get it. Oh, so he knows Shaft is a spy, but Shaft is like sneaking in and pretending to be a guy who wants a job and he's going to yeah, approach that guy and that guy's going to play along. The guy who signs him up knows. I don't get it. So they both play along. That's so weird. Now, you can see there's a female within Shaft's uh, Yeah, well, he was staring at her while she was putting makeup on. So, of course, she will fall for Shaft. Hey, he's that creepy white guy. That's what he said. She just said, oh, he said hi, and now she's just chit chatting with him. She's speaking her language, and Shaft knows a little of it because he trained. Right, two weeks before he left. Oh, look at that sheep on the side of the road. It's pretty cool. From before. Did you see how the sheep scattered? Because it was sheepish. Yeah, it was a little sheepish. Now, this is a place called Harir. You know, that happens a lot. It's the same old sheep. (laughs) So they're in in Africa. They have, oh, I was, you'll probably consider that racist and judge me, so I won't say it. It doesn't matter. Well,. So, all right, so, th- so they're still on the bus. If you want to say later, that's fine. Well, we can say well, that. Well, you know, what, it's a sheep, right? So yeah. what kinds of sheeps would you see in Africa? Are you going to say black sheep? You said it! That's I said it! Racist, Mike. All right. Let's, uh... All right, yeah, it's not on me. <laughs> uh, uh, I just want to say something, by the way, that's irrelevant. All um, right. On our YouTube channel, we don't get a lot of views, you know, 16, 23. But okay. some have more views than others, and it's the ones that have words in the titles that are sexual. Interesting. Frankenhooker has 103 views. Okay, that has This Hooker, Nude yeah. World has 210 views. That's 210 people who watched the movie they didn't need to see. They were probably looking up the word nude and clicked on yeah. the link and... Look at that, he okay, just killed a now, man on the bus. The guy to attack well, him with a knife. tried to attack him. So I was saying, like, he walked around with a knife the whole time. Like, I mean, I guess a knife is discreet, but a stick? Well, 
Look, there's a stick holder in there. All right, I take it back. You're hung up on the stick, but everybody's got one. Right, see. now the bus had a stick holder that he had it in there. So he just killed a man, and now he's sitting behind him. And the bus driver, every, even though everyone's asleep on the bus, right. the bus driver is still driving. Right, like it happens all the time. And the guy, he'll just walk away from this murder. The bus driver didn't see a guy assault another man and then that man kill him and leave him lying there dead? With his mirror, with his ears, he didn't hear anything? No. All right, rest stop. There's a Carl's Jr. down the street. Don't yeah, cross streams. Look, they're peeing. Did you see it? Yeah, they're, they're all peeing. And they're crossing streams. That's so dangerous. That's so they Do not cross streams. Okay, while they're literally peeing, he's running away. <laughs> oh, my God. Good job. Now, what I don't understand is why he's sort of doing an escape here. I don't understand well, why. Because he killed a man. And these four people are now awake. And okay, stuff. maybe he's, that's why. Yeah. I mean, everyone.